0: Welcome to Needing Humanity, the podcast. I'm Taylor.
1: And I'm Jenny. And we're going to be talking about some things that we have been marinating over for a long time.
0: So quit your bitching and sit down and listen.
1: All right. So welcome to Needing Humanity, the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a little bit more serious of topics, Um, and we're actually going to try to cover a lot today. So some things we may not go into a ton of detail about. We may kind of gloss over it. We're not saying that any of these things are more important than any others. We are just trying to give kind of a global overview of the things that were just so incredibly crazy that happened in the year 2020. So we're going to get started with just, and these are in no particular order, this is kind of like we just did a brain dump of everything that we could remember that happened in this year, uh, or not this year, but last year. So um, (laughs) it has been quite a desensitizing year. If you really think about just how much there was to take in, you really couldn't take it all in and focus on every single bit of it. So we are going to talk first, and these things are so awful, like individually, that you can't really transition smoothly between each one. So some of the things it sounds like we're being pretty desensitized about. Yeah, um, it
0: might be just like a blunt transfer. Yes.
1: (laughs) So forgive us, but we will try to make our transitions as smooth as possible. So... So the first thing that we're going to talk about that really seemed to happen right after the ball dropped on New Year's Eve, is was the fires that started in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they got, they were just terrible and it lasted for so very, very long. Yeah. Which I think that
0: I remember hearing about it after New Year also, but I think they happened were happening before. Mm-hmm. But then they lasted months into 2020. Yes. And just the footage that I saw on the news or internet, I mean, it was just devastating to
1: see. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which this year, that was one of the worst natural disasters I think that we've had this year across globally. hmm As far as death and just the sheer magnitude of how much acreage burned during that time. Mm-hmm. But we also had several tornadoes and um, there was tornadoes in, I'm pretty sure Kansas and Nashville. I know for sure. Right at the mm-hmm. beginning of March, as far as the tornado in Nashville,
0: I was there. I had actually just left Nashville the morning like on a Monday morning, and then Monday night is when the tornado came through and destroyed East Nashville, which it was just crazy to think, you know, that you had just, even for me and I never go to Nashville, just that I had been there and just to see everything destroyed like it was. Um, But one, I don't know, in disasters like that, it is a very – Cool thing to see people band together, mm-hmm. and that there was—I remember even T-shirts being sold that said, "You know, Nashville Strong," of course to raise money to repair damage that had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see again people rally around Nashville mm-hmm. uh, in that moment was a really for sure cool thing to see and to come out of that disaster. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think even in the midst of how crazy this year has been, a lot of it has been very divisive, but in a lot of ways, it's also been very unifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has been, parts of it have been absolutely gut-wrenching, but then other parts where you've seen, you know, groups of people come together for different movements, and um, it has been quite. It just as a sobering reminder that even though we've been kind of forced to stay apart, that we all are still here for each other.
0: Yeah. And like 2020, like you said, there were so many divisive parts, but then so many parts where we did come together and um try to connect with each other more Mm -hmm. and i don't know i guess it makes 2020 a really bittersweet year Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then of course the biggest uh event in 2020 Mm -hmm. was covid yeah so when i i remember hearing about it of course in other countries prior to march but Mm -hmm. i think march was when they really started talking about a shutdown and quarantining and um stores started and businesses started to shut down because of it
1: yes i mean i've never lived through a global pandemic before and or even just anything of this magnitude where we've had to like shelter in place for this long Mm -hmm. that was to think that we would still be doing like dealing with this now
0: like, mm-hmm.
1: is crazy because they kept saying, like, if you guys can just do this For in July, <laughs> by July, it'll be over. We won't have to worry about this anymore. And then they that did not happen. So, yeah, um, we were pretty good about wearing our mask and we tried really hard not to go places. And it wasn't until June or July that we we actually went on vacation And we, we went on a trip specifically where we could quarantine on this trip. Mm -hmm. And even that was like a foreign concept because like normally on a trip, we'd go out to eat. We would go into little shops and do things, but really we, we rented a house that, had a pool just so we could swim by ourselves and then we could go to the beach by ourselves and we rode bikes all the time and so that was really the vacation that we and it was really nice. I mean I I don't regret it one bit but it was definitely not the kind of trip that we're used to.
0: Yeah, like if we did want to go into a souvenir shop um you know there was a mask mandate so just even having to remember to wear your you know, bring your mask, wear mm-hmm. it, and learning that just mm-hmm. for the entire year because if I could stay home, I would stay home, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with wearing my mask. So then on vacation, of course, there were a few places that we wanted to go to, and especially I don't know, just adjusting to that being like a necessi- a necessary item
1: mm-hmm. that you need. Yes,
0: Because that's what fucking necessary means, Taylor. What the right. fuck? <laughs> I'm like, a necessary item that you need, it is necessary, and it is something that you need. It is required. Jesus.
1: It's this the episode is necessary. so
0: <laughs> Please, everyone, just skip the third episode. We're Never. putting it out there for consistency, but God. maybe just jump murder. right over it. But...
1: Well, I think the thing that was like especially here in Tennessee, people reacted to the mask so very poorly, and I don't know I don't know if it was this way everywhere, but in Tennessee, people were just refusing to do it, and mm-hmm. they were raising cane," which is a southern phrase meaning throwing a fit. <laughs> to be able to eat in a restaurant and get tattoos and things that just to live normal life. And this is my personal opinion. I feel that it was, that was people's trauma response that they latched onto the mask that they would not wear the mask, that it was their body, their right. Um, and so instead of just wearing the mask and taking the lump, it was this huge debate and became such a political Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, if it keeps you and others safe, even if you don't have, you know, a highly high risk person in your home, like just out of consideration to others, like I don't, I, I truly could not wrap my mind around why people were, like, just wanting to go against, like, science and logic with something so simple. I
0: feel like it's in people to, when they're told they can't do something. Mm-hmm. Because on top of the mask thing, like, once we were told to stay at home, all of a sudden we became, like, obsessed with the outdoors. hmm And it's like, you would have wanted to sit your ass at home. hmm but now that you're being told to stay home, we all of a sudden...
1: Can't. Are um, right.
0: Experienced outdoorsmen.
1: Mm-hmm. And the toilet paper, what was that about?
0: It was the new
1: U.S. currency. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we would have had to trade toilet paper? And I it, I don't remember in any of the news coming out. And maybe it just wasn't covered. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember any other country hoarding any one specific supply like that.
0: No. That's sometimes what's embarrassing about living America. here is
1: <laughs> we do the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and I'm proud to be an American. I love America, but why? Why, people? Why? Yeah. Why do we constantly need to be crazy? hmm
0: And also, I feel like
1: there's so... If we
0: were going to hoard items, there were so many other things. I would
1: have hoarded, like, boxes of cereal, canned goods. Right. Things like because that. I was hoarding... Honestly, I hoarded dog food. That was... I don't know why. I just felt people... Right? Yeah. the Beginning of the pandemic, they were saying that, the shelters were like being like wiped out or yeah because people were like sitting at home alone and they wanted a companion so they were all going and getting dogs and I was like what Mm -hmm. if people what if I can't feed my dog and I was more paranoid about my dogs not being able to eat than myself and so I like every time I went to the store I bought a bag of dog food even if I didn't need it just because I was like what if I can't get their dog food anymore Mm mm-hmm so yeah. that was my weird hoarding i guess
0: yeah but like honestly with toilet paper you know i watched an episode of um oh i i don't know the show but it's this show where these like cheapskates basically mm-hmm. and so there's this one girl that she she did not use toilet paper she just had cut up old washcloths or whatever and that's what she used and i'm like mm-hmm. if the world
1: gets this bad yeah
0: we have things we can
1: use. Right. People survive are are millennium even without toilet paper.
0: Yeah. There are other items that we should have hoarded.
1: Right. It would have made us look like we had a little more sense. Mm-hmm. So after that first wave of lockdown came, I feel like there was the reports of lots of deaths and it became like closer and closer to home as these Mm -hmm. deaths were reported Um, and this year either due to COVID or other reasons we've lost a lot of other iconic people in history. 2020 was just a year of loss. I mean I don't really, I think everyone Mm -hmm. globally felt the strain of this attacking their families and their coworkers and their loved ones and Yeah, the
0: first, of course, the first of the year, and not COVID-related, was um, Kobe Bryant, which was a devastating loss. And not only Kobe Bryant, but, you know, his daughter and um, the other family and the helicopter pilot. Mm -hmm. So, that was... I don't know. I remember being on the Internet for hours, just looking up his life story, history, things he'd accomplished after that, which I remember thinking, you know, how sad it is that it's not until someone passes away that we
1: research everything there is. In yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Look into their life and see what they did Yeah, and the legacy they leave behind.
1: I'm really bad about not looking people up like that until they're, like, on the news or trending for some other reason. Mm -hmm. So, not just death-related, but...
0: Just in general. Yeah,
1: I'm not good about looking people up like that until it's a hot topic. Yeah. But, yes, in the Kobe Bryant deaths, um, there was other people that also died in that helicopter crash. And then people got kind of hateful because people were focusing on Kobe... But it was just because he was the only person in there that we kind of knew.
0: Yeah, he's known globally. Right. I don't think that was meant disrespectfully. Right. Um, but then, of course, I have to think, you know, if it was my family member right. and you just hear Kobe, Kobe, Kobe.
1: Right. It would be a it would feel offensive for sure. Yeah. Um, so not to downplay their deaths either, um, but a very sudden, tragic Mm -hmm. lost and then chad chadwick bosman lost Mm -hmm. his battle to cancer with cancer this year or 2020 i keep saying this year 2020 has felt like it has just drug on into (laughs) 2021 yeah longer
0: than 365 days it
1: has been um (laughs) so chadwick such a cool dude and
0: yeah And it just came, I don't think anybody
1: knew how sick he really was, how,
0: yeah, Yeah. how progressed his cancer was, Mm -hmm. which I think he, from, if I remember correctly, I think he wanted it that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. He just, he was a cool, yeah. I mean,
1: very humble guy.
0: Yeah. Iconic for For all sorts of reasons, but of course, you know.
1: We're going to talk a little bit more about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which I think he played a very pivotal role for young boys, um, being one of the only uh, superheroes of color. So we definitely want to give him a little more of a shout out than what we're going to do right now in this episode, since we're trying to cover so much. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg, such a crazy, cool lady, like... I want to be her when I grow up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a woman who was breaking ground mm-hmm. for a community of women that came after her. And I think that we're going to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg a little more next month because of our topic. Mm-hmm. will just be centered around women. Mm-hmm. And so I know she's definitely going to be
1: Brought up again. Oh, for sure, for sure. Some of my favorite quotes of all time are from her, and just empowering women. And um, I love anyone who stands up and fights for what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, in a time where that was not really accepted or allowed.
0: Yeah, waymaker or paving the way. I, don't I don't know what you're a really good word.
1: <laughs> But she was those. She was all those things. She was all the good things. Miss Kitty cannot stand that we are in here talking about empowered women without her. I've had to let her <laughs> in and out of this room five times. So several tragic deaths that happened in 2020 for sure. But those are just some ones that we wanted to highlight. Um, and I know I briefly talked about the Black Lives Matter movement earlier. Um But we are going to dedicate an entire episode to the Black Lives Matter movement just because we want to give it total justice and do it well. And so we don't want to just gloss over it really quickly while we're doing this. So even though... Go ahead.
0: I, I think we do, of course, want to acknowledge the Black Lives Matter movement events and the wrongful deaths of... Numerous amounts of people of color, mm-hmm. um, but I think just right now, you know, in twenty twenty, when these things were happening, we had conversations in our friend groups, and it's very important for us to be the best allies that we can be. But we don't want to come at it like we don't want to step step over lines we shouldn't, right. and we just want to be respectful and
1: really just rally. Behind, Not just highlight certain things, because, of course, we could name some things that happened uh, in 2020 that were just atrocious. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we give them the full the full research story, not just a quick personal opinion. Right. So um, with that being said, we're going to move on to the that the fact that this was an election year in the midst of a global pandemic and all of these terrible deaths and a movement of, of people who were trying to get basic human rights in the midst of all of that we had two people trying to duke it out <laughs> for the president of the United States mm-hmm. and it was Josh disagrees with me, but I feel like this is the most volatile election I have ever lived through in -hmm. my life. It got so personal. Oh, yeah. And it felt like people, I don't know, it just got ugly in a way that I've never seen before in an election.
0: I mean, candidates, supporters, government officials, all of it seemed very personal. And it just, yeah, I... Of course, I'm. Um, I only remember certain presidencies and election um, years. What's the first presidency
1: that you remember?
0: Bill? No, not Bill Clinton. Um, you don't remember Clinton? No, I, he was like ninety six, right, or something like that. Yeah, like I was one years old, so one, years <laughs> um, old. Yeah. one year old. Yeah, but I remember George Bush. And really? then that's crazy yeah see our so I
1: all of clinton
0: and um and i don't know if it's just the age of social media or the fact that this was the first time that we had a president with no mm. political background but it really did feel like a reality television show it did the entire united states i mean and then countries they, yeah. Looking at us like we were a
1: reality TV show. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I like after he was impeached, which that was its whole own debacle. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I just felt like the energy of people was just so hateful toward each other. Oh yeah. And conversations even with people that i like know and love were just so much more heated than normal and i can't say that i did a good job with it because there were things about this that did seem very personal
0: Mm -hmm.
1: especially as a woman which i've had so many friends and i'm (sighs) i know i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna say it (laughs) but i have so many friends who are trump supporters Which is like to each his own. That's what, if that's what you support, that's fine. The part that I kept coming back to was his comments about women and just like the grab them by the, you know, I hate that word. Mm -hmm. It's my least favorite word. (laughs) And just, I couldn't get over that. I couldn't get over just that we let someone that had like, opened rape cases against them that just got dropped and had openly said these ways that he treats women. And people were just willing to overlook that.
0: Yeah. I remember when that um, recording came out, people were like, well, you know politicians before have said that. And I completely agree. I'm like, I'm sure there's some horrible things that are said by politicians behind closed doors that are against women against different races like for sure classes whatever and um so i agree with that statement but it's like as a woman when you fought so hard and you have generations that have come before you who fought for equality and this the idea that you know, we're to be treated a certain way and you can't just do these things to us. And when you have a man and you have the proof that he has said this, and then all of a sudden we give him a pass, it's like we have proof right, that he said this. And then all of a sudden you want to just be like, well... Others have done it And I'm like That doesn't make it okay Would you have said that About like Brock Turner I mean you know You wouldn't have You don't have that same view
1: So why for Donald Trump Yeah I could not I couldn't get on board with that And then people would be like Well there was a I really feel like It was a poorly timed photo Of Biden Like kissing a baby Or like Hugging someone And they were like, "Well, he's an old perverted man. Look at this picture." And I'm like, "And he sniffs children." Like I'm like, "Yeah, so do I." (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. I'm like, "Babies smell amazing. I'll sniff a baby any day, and they
1: smell." (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, I can't. Um. So, anyways, I just couldn't like say that those were the same. If they had told me. Here's a picture of him sniffing a child and here's an open allegation against him for being a child molester. Maybe. But yeah, that's not what we're not comparing apples to apples here, people. And Mm -hmm. I think at some level. For us to be a generation or a society that is becoming more and more sensitive and more and more aware of how we treat each other, there does need to be some accountability for the most important job in America of who they are as a person.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we should put this in here because you said that, but there is on Biden, there is a, um, his daughter's diary pages were found and it makes it sound like there was a sexual relationship between him and his daughter really and they say they say that her diary like gave it away or said something about it but I was never able to find an article that said more than that it was very vague and then any statement that she spoke was like I support my family blah 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 love my dad Hmm. because apparently this was from years ago but I don't know
1: I had not heard that.
0: Yeah. I just found that out like a few weeks ago. Cause I was like, I think I even Googled like what, what more about Biden? Like, why are people saying he's a pedophile? Mm.
1: But again, I don't know. Well, that's just, I may her, and that's okay. I'm, I'm, that's the thing that I want people to glean is that you don't have to draw such a hard line in the sand. Mm -hmm. that you can't have a conversation
0: oh yeah like that whole this whole culture of um, if you don't agree with me delete me I don't get that I like it is an extremely toxic thing Mm -hmm. to only be surrounded by people who
1: think the same as you oh for sure that's not healthy no you need to have a diverse representation of ideas in your friend group in your inner circle it feels good when people agree with you sure that feels great Mm -hmm. it's like a little ego boost a little dopamine hit but growth comes from challenging thoughts
0: exactly we don't grow that way and i think it would be a societal breakdown and it would lead to truly
1: war. I mean, I feel like that's more confrontatory towards because yeah. You were, I think it was you that told me like Facebook will like if you share that a republican something and then somebody mm-hmm. else shares a democrat something well then they are only getting their feed filled up with things that are similar to what they have posted. It's yes, like
0: the algorithms on Facebook is to it's for the user. And so if it, the, you know, Facebook, the technology behind that, it identifies that, you know, you're a Republican and you believe this way. And so it starts showing you the content that right. you would want to see. So you keep coming back to Facebook.
1: And so you're sitting here thinking everyone agrees with me and they're yeah. thinking everyone <laughs> agrees with me. And so they're yeah. sitting here thinking they have all this data that they're right when really they're not getting a two-sided conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes me think I used to date this guy and this is off topic from the election. I know. Sorry, but um, it just seems to go along with what we're talking about right now. But he, his dad, um, it was right after 2008 when the recession had happened. And remember they had said that like Chevy was too big to fail Chevy and Ford. And so like the government bailed those companies out Mm-hmm. And um, I think Ford didn't take the money. Ford was like, we're going to pull ourselves out of this without government assistance. But Chevy did take it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong because this was a long time ago and I was a child. But um, this his dad, I had said, like, we have my family primarily has driven Chevy's. Um, I was like, I don't have a lot of experience with Fords. And he was like, I'll never buy a Chevy after this. And like, he just was like ripping Chevys and new one. And I was like, I don't know, I might still buy one. <laughs> and He got so mad at me. And I was like at their house and he like essentially asked me to leave because I had said that I what you didn't agree with him (laughs) because i didn't agree with him and that's really what it boiled down to and i think i get myself into a lot of heated conversations on accident because i don't react i guess to people's anger in the way that they want me to because i'm like Mm -hmm. you're allowed to be angry about something and you're allowed to say what you need to say about that thing and i can listen to you and i can have an opposing opinion to you But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I can't still engage in this conversation. And I think people's knee jerk reaction is to hear I disagree with you. And then that heightens their emotional attachment to it. And then it's an argument. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I feel like you can have a conversation that isn't an argument level. And I'm not saying I'm above this. There are things that I get very heated and passionate about, and I can turn it into an argument just like anybody can. But I feel like part of my self-awareness and growth is trying to recognize when I am coming into that place and stop and be like, they're allowed to have a different opinion than me. Right. (laughs) You and I have (laughs) disagreeing opinions on as well. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle.
0: They left the royal family, and I think it's amazing. I think that they want, from what I've read, you know, want their children to have a normal life, and that's the best way they know how. Um, I don't really know too many details. I just think it's incredible that, like, as a married couple— in the royal family they're like hey this is what's best for our family we're gonna do it we're gonna go against the fucking queen of England, <laughs> and we're gone
1: right like it takes guts mm-hmm. i personally could never do that i think if if i were in their shoes i would be like i'll do whatever you want me to do Miss Elizabeth Yes, give me housing, jewelry, title, I'll work for you. Yes, I would love all the pomp and tape that goes along with it, but I feel like I haven't grown up with it. I don't know what that feels like when you're actually in the midst of it, but from the outside yeah. world, it seems romantic and cool, but it does from the inside, Look. I'm sure it feels isolating and crazy.
0: I'm also the one who has watched the Crown mm-hmm. and you have not, no. and I'll tell you right now the way that they portray Queen Elizabeth and Princess Margaret. they had two totally different
1: experiences mm-hmm. and Josh watched it. she was and I would like sit down and I would start to get roped into it, but then I was not in a place emotionally where I could like watch something that dramatic and potentially true. So mm-hmm. I had to step away from it
0: yeah they made it seem like princess margaret wanted well, she was the youngest but like she wanted to be the queen mm. and queen elizabeth didn't want anything to do with it which they Whew. neither one of it them would have but their it. father's has been
1: doing it for a long time
0: yeah but they wouldn't have either one of them would have not had anything to do with it but their father's brother
1: what is that word conceited or mm-hmm. you know, gave up mm-hmm. the throne, which I'm like, cool for her. She got to be like yeah. the leader of the free world for a long time. Yeah,
0: but Princess Margaret, it does not look like she had a great time. Mm. And it looks like it she was. Still alive? It was sad... No, she died in was it the early 2000s? I've stalked all these. How people. did she die? Was it natural Internet? causes? I think so, or like a natural, like a not a natural disease, but. Something kind of common, maybe. It wasn't, it wasn't like crazy. A
1: car crash.
0: No. That's another thing. They make a season about that, and it's just crazy. I know. I'm telling you. It now would be fun happening. to be in a real
1: family. I was alive and like watching that on TV. The scandal of all that. Yeah, what was that, like 1997
0: or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: It would be a job I would never... What? I'm not a lady. I'm not a lady. <laughs> so I would not be either, good for the job.
1: Goodness, I would love it. That's my best I English love impression. It. it was. It was spot on. I'm <laughs> um, going just like Queen Elizabeth. You did. Move over, honey. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> Harry Potter. I have to say it that way before I like to get into it.
0: <laughs> There's like one place. What is that in? Like, like Adele's accent, mm-hmm. they make fun of her because it's like the rough English Harry Potter.
1: Mm. What is <laughs> that know? called? Like, like, Cockney, is that what it is? Is it maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're just saying a bunch of stuff that we know nothing about. That's this whole episode's thing. We're now impersonators, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, I can't imagine walking away from like. I also want to know what I want to know. This is what I want to know about the Royal family mm-hmm. in therapy. They'll sit and do like a genogram of the family map. And like from the perspective of like each member of like who has strained relationships, who, who, you know, confides in who, and like, I want to know, are they going to still have like Christmas dinner with Harry and Megan
0: well, I do think it was pretty cool of Queen Elizabeth because, from what I read, she's not stripping them of their titles, but they have like made the statement that they will not do any royal Tradition. family duties.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm sure they would. I mean, they're still family, but like as far as royal duties, it doesn't sound like they're participating. Which Queen Elizabeth could have like stripped them of everything. And I'm like, that's her grandbaby. She ain't gonna do it. Well,
1: and the, see, that's what I wanted to know. Like, where's the where's the line? Because I feel like if I told my family members that I was leaving the fam, the royal family, they would be like, Jennifer, who?
0: Yeah, my family would be like, fantastic. Like, we have not wanted you here. We have been wanting you to resign from the family. I'm like, oh, okay,
1: cool. They're like, finally she got the hint. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's verdict. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he was convicted. For sure. And what was his wife's name or the person? Like, his his bottom bitch? <laughs> Epstein Harvey Weinstein no Epstein Epstein. Epstein's lady Jelaine Maxwell Jelaine and they kept moving her around because people were trying to kill her because they were afraid she's going to spill the beans yeah
0: and I don't know if this is true Cause I just did a brief search on this. You said I'm. You told everybody I'm a researcher, and I'm like, I just this I'm just I, like I, I, I just briefly the looked.
1: ad so we'll see how it shakes out.
0: Somebody posted about it. I read this in the comments. <laughs> well, um, That's the. It was so the I same person research. God. Yeah, it was the same person who <laughs> said, you know, share this post or you'll die. But I feel like it's legit.
1: <laughs> you're just amateur like, researcher. You're just caught in a bunch of email yeah. chains. <laughs> um,
0: I remember when I first got a cell phone when I was in sixth grade I don't know who got my number but those things would come to me all the time and I'd fall I'd be like I need 10 people well, you <laughs> do it. like when I was in sixth grade for like
1: probably two times oh I never or like
0: the share for good luck <laughs> <laughs>
1: I never I was too old for sixth that grader. Was, I've always been like an old skeptical
0: woman and my grandmother sometimes she'll still send them to me through Facebook and I'm like please quit mm-hmm. and uh um, I mean baby girl yeah <laughs> but uh no I read that they wake her up like every 15 minutes in prison just to make sure that she's still alive. Is that real? I guess. Bec- to this I guess
1: because it changed. From what 30, I heard, thirty minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't die. know if it's every oh, fifteen minutes.
0: She- yeah. <laughs> 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 she um, she also I read an article. I did not read it. I just saw the thing and. It, we can we can maybe edit this out, but I thought after it was funny.
1: All the incorrect facts out of this this podcast is going to be like five minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we're but, like COVID, um, COVID vaccine.
0: It was <laughs> like I mean, yeah. Welcome. That's it. So <laughs> Everything else we said was bullshit. Um,
1: after we fact checked, right? But well, um, I really did want to bring some epstein facts to this and i was prepared to like put some people through the ringer and then everything i looked up online was like they couldn't confirm and so then i yeah i took it all out
0: well they can even the i think the documentary that on netflix that came out in 2020 any really any documentary Mm -hmm. though that kind of exposes because i've watched that scientology um by i can't remember her name leah
1: i know you're talking about it's a girl from king queens
0: yes (laughs) Yes. that's how i know her oh my gosh that bothers me that i can't remember her name right now my dad says that
1: i that character that that character reminds him of me that's funny. So, um, he picks like the meanest female character, and he'll be like, "Oh my god, that is that is you!" So you. And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> I'm not a mean person." <laughs>
0: um, I loved her. Like, I watched that show all the time when I was a kid. I loved the King of Queens. It's like, she takes no crap. Yeah, yeah. It, she, she's. I'm pretty sure she's like that in real life yeah, too. Like, I like they her. were like. Can you just be yourself on screen? She's like,
1: yes. But she escaped Scientology, right? She
0: left. But because a lot of things that they brought in this documentary through like research and just interviewing people, she didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it seemed like she was shocked. And she was like, I didn't know this when I left. I think she left in 2016. But um. But no, even on that documentary, they will say, you know, like they would always say Scientology's response to this. And it was always saying, you know, none of this is true. Mm-hmm. So I think for like legal reasons. They
1: can't explicitly say it's yeah, been
0: confirmed. And, yeah, probably some things can't actually be confirmed. But, you know, I mean, when it comes to that Epstein documentary, there's so much. And just the fact that just the fact that she like was a long-term girlfriend Mm -hmm. of his and assisted him in getting underage girls Mm -hmm. for his sexual pleasure and to
1: sell and trade and
0: yeah i just i can't uh, uh,
1: i definitely feel like they have not confirmed things and this is just my personal conspiracy theory, but I feel like there is like an mm-hmm. underground celebrity trading ring of mm-hmm. young girls. And like, I think it'll come out eventually. I don't know that it has yet fully, but. Yeah. And I think that's why they've had such a X on their back since they've been caught.
0: Mm hmm. So they I don't mean, want these names
1: coming
0: even, out. Even Epstein's death, like.
1: Mm. Yeah. Suspense. He did not kill himself. I can't for sure. say that. Right. For sure.
0: And, um, so it's just definitely a cover up and it's shows you that he was just the, probably the one to, you know, get things started and organize it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for others that we would probably be shocked oh, sure. if we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, Of course, that's all of our own opinions. Yeah. Oh, we did not even talk about the, our like out of left field. Did we not? 2020 event. Oh,
1: no, we didn't. We skipped right over that. Yeah. Which is like, yes. It's just (laughs) 2020. You know, when you thought things couldn't get worse and, It was the depths of horror in... It was already the
0: unimaginable. Yes. And then freaking murder hornets. Yes.
1: What are those? No one knew. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know that we would also have to fear going... It was like it had just become hot enough to go outside again. And people were like, oh, we can like enjoy our own yard at least... And then, mm-hmm. literally, the day that everyone had that thought, the news was like, "By the way, if you go outside, there's giant hornets that can kill you with one sting." Yeah. Did you ever look at the picture of a mur- mur- murder hornet? It's hard to say. I yeah. oh, they could have given it an easier <laughs> murder,
0: murder hornet. hornet. <laughs> <laughs> there's murder
1: hornets. Yeah, yeah. You are
0: crazy. I <laughs> I just looked up facts that they were like, you know, longer than two inches. I can't even do a sweat bee. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and there was murder hornets.
1: No. And at one point in time, the news had come out and said that it was like such a freak of nature that like honeybees were attacking them. But it was taking yeah. like 20 honeybees to take out one murder hornet. <laughs> and so Josh and I were really considering. Becoming bee farmers, which I think they call that an aprist. That's incredible. And we're like, <laughs> just to protect yourself. Well, we've, we love bees. We're, we're all about mm-hmm. bees. Um, cause you know, once the bees are gone, we have nothing,
0: right? Nothing. Right.
1: Protect bees, you guys. If you're looking for a hobby, start farming bees. Just take care of them.
0: Definitely. If the happening taught me anything, it taught me to protect the bees i love bees did you ever watch that movie the bee movie you don't because you don't do scary movies oh, no. yeah you're like you learned that from the bee movie <laughs> i learned that from the happening we have two different movie. genre
1: okay and i hated it <laughs> yeah yeah that was my review so and then in the midst <laughs> of all that craziness the government released that freaking ufos were real with footage oh wait wait wait, wait. but
0: we need to, like, address the fact that the Department of Agriculture gave us scientific, solid advice on what to do. With a murder In the hornet? case that you encounter a murder hornet. And it was to just fucking run. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: like, if you see one, run away. Just run. Well. Don't. With don't make contact. In bears. They tell you to play dead. So I don't think the Department of Ag. You know, <laughs> just, uh, really these things are not really well researched. No, those guys are like high right now, currently. And they're just like, I don't know, yeah. to lay
0: down. I don't know, to run. What do you do in the case of COVID? And if you wanted to like walk down the street, you know, and just say you wanted to walk down the street, do you
1: take your pet bees with you? <sighs> I would just train them to always be with me. Yeah, they just like actually my suit, so the other bees would stay with me.
0: I know someone else who was obsessed with bees and wanted to be a bee farmer, and I'm pretty. It might have been you, or it might have been them, but they were watching videos on YouTube and stuff about the fact that you can actually train bees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was that you? Yeah, you
1: can. I I have. I've looked up these things. Bees are very intelligent. Yeah. They have, like, speaking patterns. Like, they can tell each other distances. And, like, if they Mm -hmm. find a patch of flowers, like, they'll come and do, like, certain, like, counterclockwise turns and stuff to, like, communicate to the other pollen collectors, like, where it was. I mean, Mm their bees are amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Really all of nature and the way that it communicates with each other is amazing that yeah. you know somehow we all yeah make it but um, so anyways
1: yeah but anyways UFOs yeah. like you were saying they literally just did to me what America did when the freaking government told us about UFOs you're like wait 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 we can't handle UFOs currently <laughs> we need to talk more about these murder hornets they seem like more of a threatening <laughs> issue yeah like i've always felt like their aliens were real (laughs) i have some conspiracy theories i think that there's some real like horrifying stuff air area 51 yeah
0: also the fact that in 2019 someone started a facebook group about storming area 51 Mm -hmm. and Thousands, if not more, jumped on board, and the government became concerned that it would really happen. that people were actually going to storm Area 51,
1: and they were like, "Hey, you better not do this." And they're like, "Hey, just just yeah. a friendly reminder: what the government does to people who try to storm things." Yeah, and
0: then 2020, they were like, "This is the perfect time to release this information. A lot's going on." ufos are real okay what about COVID?
1: (laughs) oh my gosh it feels like one of those things like when you're trying to like slip a little bit of a truth to your parents but you don't really want them to like get mad at you so you tell them when they're kind of distracted or not really paying attention to you i feel like the government was like they're so stricken with the rest of the current events that we can go ahead and tell them about ufos and then later when they're like i didn't know you told us ufos were real like (laughs) yeah we told you in 2020 just in the midst of yeah a global pandemic and the world being on fire but yeah we told you we totally briefed it with you yeah the fact that aliens were not
0: even a concern
1: last year. And now what they are. They're just a part mm-hmm. of the madness with us. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and then now we have a vaccine rollout. We have a hope of a 2021 in that it really did seem like people were so ready to put this year behind them. They wanted a fresh start so very, very bad. Which is like, yes, I totally agree. I wanted a new beginning. I wanted to put a lot mm-hmm. of that year behind me as well. But at the same yeah. point in time, I also had a very sobering realization that once the clock struck 12, this is not mm-hmm. going to be gone. Yeah, so, like it didn't end with the election.
0: No, You know, it didn't end with 2020. We're still in it. We're still figuring it out. Crazy things still happened in
1: 2021, which is a whole nother episode. Oh my gosh, yes. We could make already. January, six days in, more crazy pandemonium carries into the new year. And it's just, it just feels like we're in for a wild ride. And honestly... (sighs) I get kind of dumbfounded trying to take it all in and just all the things that happened. Like I constantly sit back and scratch my head because, so the first thing that I remember as far as historical, like earth shattering events that happened in my lifetime was, um, 9-11. And of course there was like, natural disasters and other other things that happened between then um and then a positive event that happened was we got our first black president two times in a row mm-hmm. that was the only time we had a sane president that i can remember <laughs> right right that was like, we had just come off of clinton and then bush yes and then we went into trump so remembering the days of barack obama is like a fantasy, mm-hmm. it almost feels like we weren't even how did we get so lucky? Yeah, I know the problems also, that we had during his presidency, like I would go back in time and just relic in how wonderful things felt at that time, yeah,
0: and I'm not saying that um Melania Trump didn't do anything, it definitely wasn't. you know, I do understand that I don't think her husband's ego could handle her in the spotlight at all, <laughs> but um. So I don't know what she did, but Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, like that's the first woman too that I remember being like like, yeah, her husband's the president and he's doing awesome things, but she is just as active and concerned about this country. And to see that, just a female mm-hmm. a first lady. Did I call her a first president? Right. I don't know. But a first lady that was like i'm doing the thing too it mm-hmm. was just incredible to see and i'm right. glad i grew up in the time where she was my first lady so, so. <laughs> stop <laughs> so like we are going to do in every episode And in previous episodes, you have listened to, we ask each other what we have going on for the week, and we start this segment by saying,
1: what you got cooking, good looking? Jenny? So, I don't really have anything going on this week, but I will say... um. That this has just been writing this episode was really hard and really challenging, but also kind of therapeutic to just think about um, the resiliency of society and as individuals, even though like I have I feel like in every episode I've talked about just how terrible this year 2020 was for me personally. Uh, and I know it was a bad year for people globally, not just about me. Um, So writing this, I was trying to come from a place of being inclusive and not being just selfish and inwardly focused because there was so many terrible things that happened. But I also feel like I've just learned a lot about myself this year. And I feel like this time of isolation, even though there were parts of it that were painful and terrible and I don't want to do again, I am really grateful for this time because like forced me to look at areas of my life that I needed to. And I had, like I said, and I've talked, I'm going to talk about more in another episode, but 2019 was a really hard year for my family as far as loss and death goes as well. Uh, I needed some time to be home and to just deal with my grief and deal with my loss and, and try to kind of rekindle who I was And in that year was when I really decided that I wanted to change a lot of things about my life and who I was. And I wanted to create again. And I wanted to be that person that I felt I knew was inside of me, but I had just like snuffed her out. And so Mm -hmm. in writing this episode, I I'm grateful for the hardship, I guess. I don't want to, like, lose this part of myself that has withstood difficult things, I guess, Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Um, I like being strong in the resilience. And sometimes I think you kind of have to be knocked down before you can pull yourself back up. And this year, I think, knocked us all down in some way or another. And I have loved watching people reach for each other and love each other. And um, while some of it has been a trauma reaction and it's been not positive, I think overwhelmingly I've seen the people in my friend group become much stronger people and stronger together. And I have really enjoyed that. What have you got cooking? Good looking. I ain't got much going on.
0: (laughs) thanks for asking okay (laughs) no i just want to piggyback off of what you said 2020 was a hard year but it forced us to look at parts of ourselves and to grow and grow individually grow within your family your friend group society i mean you just really had to look internally and Mm -hmm. At things around you. And I guess I'm for 2021. I now have the mindset to, you know, 2020, we learned things. It was rough. And now there's things I know I want to work on.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. New episodes will be available every Monday on all major platforms. If you have a recipe you want us to try or a topic you want us to talk about, slide in our DMs or email us at needinghumanity@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.